Good morning, my friends. This is actually Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it will be July 29th. Oh my gosh, I wonder what my life will be like. All of our lives, frankly. Um, as you guys know, this podcast, it's about a month. Actually, it's probably about a month ahead right now um, with all these one-day-week one episodes. But anyway, you guys, I just want to jump into this thing really, really quick. I have a lot I want to share with you. Um, It's kind of a revelation I had this morning based upon sort of something I was struggling with over the weekend. And I want to share with you guys just in case there's anybody out there who can relate and just give you some encouragement that the Lord had really given me this morning with this. So you guys know that, you know, God says in his word, uh, okay, if you go to John 14, right, he talks about how, you know, that and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Okay. So you guys, I don't know if you guys have ever gone through this, but you know, you're a brand new Christian. You're asking God for a lot of things. Things are going boom, 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 boom. And then as, uh, you know, as you grow and mature, um, you know, God really starts building your muscle in terms of, Hey, you know, if it looks like I'm not with you, do you know that, I love you, right? It's kind of like when a mother is caring for their newborn baby and is is there constantly. Then the kid gets to an age to where, you know, they're old enough to where, you know, they're not like literally, you know, living on mom's hip or whatever. But if mom walks out of the room for a second, um, they're going to be okay, right? So there's going to be times in our life where, you know, um, in the very beginning where, you know, God is very active in answering our prayers and and that kind of thing. But then over time, there's going to be a time of testing, right? A time of us really kind of engaging with the Lord in in the sense of, if it looks like I'm not here, do you know that I'm faithful? Do you know I'm going to show up? Like, have we internalized God's love for us and all of the things that he did for us, you know, in the beginning, if that makes any sense. And that's not to say that God doesn't quit working, but it's just, it's part of the maturing process. Okay. And so, You know, I've been following the Lord for, gosh, you guys, almost 15 years, you know, and in my journey, there was times where, you know, asking the Lord for things, having to wait or asking God for something in particular, right? Like, uh, I think there was, so the first, the first house my husband and I were going to buy, um, it was a fantastic house. I mean, square footage and everything. We really, really wanted this place. And it looked like it was going to work out. And I was asking God for it. And I was really excited. Well, the day, the day came for us to uh, sign the papers. And we had to make a decision. Okay. And, you know, we took a step back. And we started looking at the finances. And we thought, you know, if we go forward with this, we are going to be so freaking house poor. Um, life is going to be way worse than it's ever been, right? So, you know, you, you get into this house, but it's way over your head. And my husband, he was like, well, you know, I'm going to have to basically ride my bike to work because at the time where he was working was right down the street from where this house was. So it was like, okay, basically you can't afford to drive to work anymore. Uh, we won't be able to afford really anything else. Um, we'll have to cut this out and cut this out. And, you know, you're basically going to have absolutely nothing, um, you know, at the end of every month. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to live like that. So we had to make the decision and, and, you know, turn the house down. And, and because we didn't get the house, I was really disappointed. But at the same time, I was like, well, 
you know, Lord, we don't want to make a, you know, we, we don't want to make a stupid decision in entering into something when we willingly know that we don't have the means to do it. Right. So it was really disheartening and discouraging. But then later on, of course, uh, probably about a month or so later, we ended up finding a house and it was a fantastic deal. It was everything we needed. It was great. And, uh, you know, there was no burden of, you know, there's no burden. There was peace. Right. And that's the other thing you guys, will, I'm sure if you haven't known, have not figured out already that God leads us in peace. I absolutely did not have any peace buying this other house, um, especially after we took a step back and asked ourselves, you know, do we really have the means? Anyway, you guys, so, you know, over time, you just, you grow and you develop in your relationship with the Lord. So anyway, over the weekend, you know, there's this, there's this thing going on in my life right now. And, you know, here I am asking God for something. And, but then, you know, the only thing my, my mind can remember is those times where I have asked and it didn't really work out because I had to kind of re reevaluate the situation. And, you know, so I was like, Lord, like, how do we approach you? Right. You say we can ask you for anything. So it's like, how do we approach you, God, without, you know, sort of anticipating the disappointment at times that we've might have had in the past? Right. Um, of course, you, know, you guys, I, I better not get started on that. I was going to say that that was a whole that sparks off a whole nother revelation I had. But anyway, I, I got to stay focused here. So I'm like, Lord, how do we approach you? Right. Like, how do we pray with confidence and ask you for these things. And so as I was reading this, this John uh, 14 this morning, there's a couple things that stuck out. So this is verse 23. He goes, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you, you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. Right. So it was just that whole idea of, OK, if you love God, you're going to obey him. And I was I was talking to my husband about this this morning and I was like, you know, babe, when you think about it, every single relationship that we have with a person has this whole dynamic of, OK, if you love me, you're going to, you know, adhere to these uh, rules of engagement. Right. We'll call them commands um, in a marriage. There are certain commands that they're that that are in place. Right. Like, OK. You know, there's going to be no adultery going on. We're going to be faithful to each other, right? So we have these rules of engagement that, um, you know, this is what we need in the relationship to make it work, okay? So, and a lot of times, like in the very beginning when I was following the Lord, I always saw that kind of more of like the heavy side, like, okay, I better obey God, right? But when you think about it, in any type of intimate relationship you have with a person, there is going to be these rules of engagement that... You know, if you love me, you're going to accept my words, right? And and we're going to, we are going to adjust our relationship according to the words that we both have in the relationship, right? The boundaries, the needs, the the parameters, right? To, to make sure that um, the relationship and the love is protected within the relationship. And so as I was thinking about, you know, and I think most of us as Christians, we, we want to obey God. We want to serve him. We want to show our loyalty to him, right? But I don't think we always remember the loyalty that God has to us and the whole basis of why he He tells us, go ahead and ask and I'll give it to you, right? So think about it like this. As much as you want to obey God and follow his commands and, and prove your love to him is the same amount of intensity that God has to hear you and do what you would like in the relationship. Does that make sense? In an intimate relationship between two people, there's a reciprocation that goes on, right? So at, at, we've accepted the Lord's words, right? You know, as a Christian, he's come to us. We've read his word. He tells us, this is why I've came. This is, you know, this is the function that I have in the world. And we've accepted that. We've internalized that. 
um, that is, you know, birthed a new life within ourselves, you know, that the Lord has come to give us. And so that, that, that sparked a whole nother thing. And so we've accepted his words. We've been, uh, you know, seeking him and, and reading and learning more about him and seeking to integrate, you know, his heart and his words and his, his ways into our own lives. Right. Because, uh, we appreciate and we accept who the Lord is and why he came. Well, how much more does he do that with us? That's why he says, ask, and I will do it for you because, you know, he cares about your words and your needs and the things that you want just as much as you care about wanting to fulfill his commands. He has that same type of commitment to you even more, right? Because even while before you even came to acknowledge him in your life and who he was, he was still pursuing you, right? Even while you were still a sinner, Christ died for you. So his commitment to you goes way beyond your comprehension um, up until this point in time in your life where you're like, wow, okay, I love the Lord. Um, he loved you first before you loved him. So I just thought that was a really awesome thing to remember that the same amount of commitment for you to obey the Lord and follow his commands is, is what is the same thing he has for you in terms of, hey, ask me for whatever you want and I'll do it for you, right? What other medium do we have to express or does God have to express his love towards us um, as we grow and progress, right? Because you know, accepting the Lord's words and as far as, okay, he's come to forgive you of your sins. That's just not like a one-time transaction where, you know, that's the only time the Lord interacts with you. He actually wants to walk your life, you two together. So as you get to know him, your relationship with him is supposed to deepen and the intimacy is supposed to increase, right? Intimacy is just knowing someone. And so, you know, and it talks about that in John too, that God will show himself to you. He'll make himself known. Do you make yourself known to a person who doesn't accept your words? Do you get what I'm saying? Have you ever communicated with somebody? Hey, I need this or, or, you know, you're sharing your heart and they completely reject it or they don't pay attention to it. Typically the human response is to say, you know what? I can't trust you with my words, so I'm not going to give you anything else. Right. Um, and so the Lord is like that with us. Right. And that's why, that's why the disciples go, you know, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Because there's only, you only share your heart and who you are with people who accept, right? What you're saying and want to actually consider it. And so as we do that in our relationship with the Lord, he shows um, another side of himself towards us, not only in dying for us and sacrificing himself, but hey, your words and your petitions are important to me. Your prayers are important to me. And so as much as you want to obey my commands and you want to follow me and you want to love me, I want to love you and do the same thing. So go ahead and ask me and it'll be done, right? So we accept his words. We follow his commands. We love him, right? This thing that we're doing. And then God shows up by us asking him and, you know, him doing things for us out of the words of our heart and that reciprocation. So anyway, you guys, I hope this makes sense. That really, really encouraged me this morning to really just see the heart of God in that, that he wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to have an intimate relationship and he wants to be able to show himself to you and his glory in a greater way by you just asking him, right? Because we know the Lord asks things of us just because it's the nature of a relationship, right? These, the, these are my words. These are my boundaries. This is who I am. We accept it. It changes us. And then we also need things from the Lord, right? We need the Lord to, you know, hear our petitions and our prayers and the burdens of our heart and our joys and all those things, this human side of us. And we need a safe place to put that and to know that someone's going to respond to those words and those petitions and those prayers and those things we want to ask him, that someone's going to respond to that, 
right? And so anyway, you guys, I hope that this encouraged you in some type of way. Um, that is why you can ask God for anything because he cares about the words on your heart just as much as you care about his words, right? He cares about yours and he wants to be glorified. So just go ahead and ask him. It's a relationship, right? When there's a relationship between two people, there's communication on both sides. You know, you're you're accepting what the person is saying and, and you are molding yourself like in the context of marriage, especially. I think marriage is a wonderful parallel in our relationship with the Lord because he, he talks about that. He talks to us like that. He wants to have that same type of intimacy with us Lord, as there is in a, in a relationship between a husband and a wife. The Lord wants to have that same type of relationship with us. So anyway, just that reciprocation of adjusting yourself and, and changing yourself for that person, right? In, in that type of way, you know, where there's, there's, uh, you know, there's boundaries, there's accepting of each other in that way, there's change, there's, there's this, you know, just this flow that goes on and just realizing that God has that towards us in the same way as we do for him. So just ask him and it'll be done. Right. And uh, again, you know, um, it's a process with that, you know, like for me, I've had to, you know, pay attention and realize, cause for a while, you know, I, I never really learned to, especially in the beginning, um, when I was asking the Lord for things, just to kind of really consider what I had in my resources and what I could do and what I couldn't do. It was just sort of, Oh, you can do whatever you want. God's going to provide. And sometimes that mentality led me into being pretty reckless in the way I was making decisions. But um, I've come to know over time that, hey, Lily, come here. Sorry, you guys. My little one's in my room right now. She's got something that she's not supposed to have. Oh, give me that. Um, that, uh, you know, God, he will, he still walks with us through that. And, you know, there's a maturity process that happens. But don't, don't ever let it discourage you from asking from things, asking the Lord for things. Um, because he, he wants to show himself to you in that way. So just continue to ask him, um, with all your heart and, uh, you guys will be amazed to see what the Lord does. So anyway, you guys, I'm going to pop off here. Hey, that's enough. Have an awesome rest of the day. And I will see you guys next time.